Hi, I'm music writer Kathy McCabe, and coming up this weekend is episode four of Storytime with Jimmy Barnes, where Jimmy is joined by Deborah Oswald, the award-winning author and co-creator of Australian TV hit drama Offspring. We've got a little bonus of that episode here for you now, with Jimmy and Deborah talking about the toughest chapter to write for his new book, Killing Time, and why he can't read it without sobbing. If you want to find out more, watch videos of our chats, read my articles and look at some fantastic Jimmy interviews, you can subscribe to Storytime with jimmybarnes.com.au right now. Here's a little bit of what you can expect this weekend. How do you both, particularly with this book, with, with say, a chapter like Money for Bones, how do you kind of, you know, have that emotion not completely and absolutely tearing you apart for which I know well, Jimmy well, it still it does it, 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 that, that particular story took me buddy months and months and months to write I mean I, I write really fast you know I'll sit and I'll write you know you know sit down and write five six thousand words and just you know before lunch you know wow uh, and uh, yeah you know I do I just sit and do that you know and uh and wow. um, but but that story took me months and months and months, and I got to tell you, I had the, the worst experience the other day because ever since I've done it, I can't go. I had you know proofreading the stories. You know when you write a book, you got to read them all, and you get the get the corrections, and you get the the editors reading it, and you get the proofreaders. I haven't read it since I wrote it until yeah. until the other day, and I, and I was doing the audio book. And 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 I just I had to stop and I was blubbering and 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 the, and Jeff the young fellow who was uh, who was doing the uh, the audio book you know he wouldn't let me stop so he kept it all so he's gonna, if anybody buys the audio book they're just going to have me <laughs> you know but but it was you know but it was something you know it was something that, that um that you know that it was yeah you know, it was it was something I had to do I had to write about them because I hadn't dealt with that at all because this chapter of course is about your beloved about dogs, dogs Oliver dogs and who, Snoop. Who, who were like you know they 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 were there through the thick and the thin they were there through the the, the good the bad and the ugly with me they seen me at my worst and they seen me at my best and uh, and uh, you know and like all dogs they didn't judge and they were just there and they sat with me while I wrote these other books I'd read the stories to them before I even read it to Jane you know um, so uh, they you know like my babies and um, and they both died within about six months of each other and it just and I held them in my arms when they died and it broke my heart but uh, but to write that story that was that was hard than writing about being abused as a kid <laughs> it was much, it was harder <laughs> because you know they were they they didn't you know they were just i just wanted everything to be perfect for them you know i just want, didn't want them to suffer and you know and uh, i wanted you know I, and i used to tell jane they're not going anywhere you know she'd say oh you know you're gonna you gotta get ready you know because they're not gonna i've got to shh, 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 they're gonna live forever you know um uh, but it was it was just heartbreaking and you know and and i know i speak to people about because i know how many people lots of people love their dogs and we all feel the same mm. and we are and we all feel that tra- tragedy that grief that grief when it happens it was it was really heartbreaking but you know the thing is you know like like deborah says i, I, I know that at some point I'll, I'll tap into that grief and 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 help maybe maybe they'll help me write another story you know, because uh, you know, if ever I want to feel sad, all I do is to look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got them on my computer, you know, and I just—that's my dance. Yeah, where's my phone? 
<laughs> oh, look at that. I, just, I open that up and I just, I'll be crying you know, in a minute. <laughs> don't, don't, don't turn the phone around. No, 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 I'm not looking at it. I didn't look then. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, uh, and, and I, I find, you know, like, you know, like because I, you know, you say that I can, I can occupy a character, like when I sing in a song. The thing is, it's a sort of a double edged sword because quite often I'll invent characters to say exactly what I feel. And it's, uh, so the song appears to be about someone else, but in reality, it's really about myself. <laughs> Don't you think that that's true of a lot of the writers that you love? I, I guess, that's I guess what's so. Going I guess on. so. That's what you do, yeah. But but uh, but I I know that I don't really don't. Um, I'm not not so self obsessed, but I don't really write much about other people. It's, if you look under the surface, most of the things I've written about have always been about myself, even the really bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I, I guess I'm just I'm at the I'm in the process at the moment. Deb. I've started. I've written the first chapter of of this uh, first this first fiction book. Well, started to write the first. I've spent a week, which is like unheard of for me, and, right. and I've written about about four thousand words, and I've written them, and I've rewritten them, and I've written them, and I've rewritten them, and I'm just gonna I'm I'm trying to get to the point where I can let it go, and then move on and, and continue writing and not get bogged down by the start. Is that, a, is that a normal reaction, do you think? Of course. Everyone hates what they write all the time. My trick with, with, with beginning on in a project is not to feel that, that what you're writing is chapter one of the book that's going to be in the published book, to feel that you're building up this great sort of pile of material out of which the book will be will be sort of woven in the end. So I have all kind. Look, a lot of the stuff that writers do is all kind of tricks to get yeah. out of your own way, to, to, yeah. get, to shut the self-doubt down long enough... That you can actually function, just right, yeah. <laughs> and and not to read everything you've written and think, oh, that's rubbish, and I'm going to chuck it away. So I have all sorts of tricks. Like I write, I do the thing where I interview my characters before I write them. So I'll ask them questions. Oh, that's a good idea. And then and, and, I, and then I will answer the questions as if I am that person. Mm-hmm. That's so a good I sort idea. of build up, especially the character questions, or is it very? No, it depends. It depends on the book. So, yeah. um, like I once wrote a, a play about sixteen-year-old skateboarder boys. So I, I just interviewed all these skateboarder boys, imaginary ones. This oh, yeah. is like a like I'm. This is this this is the story I, of a woman who's a, a mental case. You know, yeah. I mean, I had interviewed actual skater boys, but, um, um, and and then I just got them talking to me, and I got to hear their voice separate to my own voice. Yeah, yeah. So then, when I was writing the the play, I could go back and draw on that like it was someone I'd met. Yeah. And I'd have other tricks to like. I love stationery because writers have no other tools. Do you write have... freehand? Or do you no, write... no. I write on a computer, but I have other kinds. Of... Most writers, if you talk to them about going to office works, it's like, oh, it's like the cathedral. <laughs> it's where it's where we go. Jane, we're... Jane, I, see, I, I like Mac, the Apple Shop, but Jane loves going to stationery shops. Yes. <laughs> can I can I just recommend the stationery shop just as just to sort of break the mental control of the computer uh-huh. to occasionally work in some other form. And what I do is I buy coloured file cards and I write every beat of the story on in marker on my file card and I can lay it all out on my dining room table and see the story of the whole book or the whole play laid out in front of me. And That's then I can idea. play around with the little cards and think, what if that happens before that? Or what if we don't meet that character until after this happens? And you can slide the little cards. It's probably all a ridiculous, self-deluded no, trick. No, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I've, I've, got a, I've got a big blackboard under the house 
You know, when I like the screw oh, on oh. wheels. I thought oh, I'd bring that in of and course. start writing bits and, and arrows off in circles to different characters and, Just and so have it there in front of me while I'm writing. This is, I think that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah. So when and you then work, you can always go, oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. When you work on a television, when you work on a TV series with other people, it's the best fun you can have with your clothes yeah. on. And and you ha- you're in a room, you know, a group of you, and you have whiteboards and you and you're writing the whole story up on ah, whiteboards. Yeah. And um. And, and everyone adds things and you can scribble things up the side. It's just, oh. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus. Us on Apple Podcasts today, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, so the the reason why it took me the, the the week, I reckon, this week is because I I wanted to make before you know what I wanted to do was write. You know, when you read a book, and you know the great books, you know the the, the opening lines. Uh, you know, if, 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 if the best the best books have the, the greatest opening lines in history, you know? Yes. And you think, uh, and once you've read those first four lines or whatever it is, you can't put it down. Yes. So I've been thinking, if I can get that opening chapter to go, <gasps> yes, and, and then then I just go on and write freehand and 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 chop chop, you know, work it out and and change and change as I go. But I thought, but maybe I'm bogging myself down too much. Do you well, think? if it's well, I, I think I think I think you you do whatever trick keeps you going. Right. So if okay. that's working and it's going to keep you writing, do that. Keep doing it. Keep if doing you're it. stuck, then move on. Try to surprise yourself through the back door in some way or I don't know, you know, with file cards or some other method. Because, I mean, all those great books with a fantastic opening page, you don't know when the writer wrote that page, do you? No, that's right. They could have written it. It could have been the end. Yeah. 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 So you don't know. But still, I think the impulse is right because that impulse is about saying to a reader, oh, you've got to read this. Ooh. You know, you're trying to hook people, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I think that's the right impulse. And what, and it, what tricks do you actually use, Jimmy? Uh, you know, I, I don't have many tricks, but I, but I, what, the thing is, um, I, 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 I'm writing a horror story at the moment. It's sort of a horror story, and but it's really it's based on my life, which is you know, my, and 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 so I'm I'm just trying to get it, and 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 I'm trying to use things that are familiar, uh, like so mm. I like I write, writing about things I know. You know, I know, I know about violence and about domestic violence and about and about um, uh, alcoholism and cold and you know and so you know I've said it in Glasgow, you know, uh, because that's you know that's what that's what is that's what's ingrained and burnt into my head. So so that's my, my main trick is at, at the moment, and it might be wrong. I might have to step out of my my own comfort zone eventually. But uh, my main trick at the moment is to write about things I know, and and but you know and and then. Take them out from my experience, but take them out to somewhere else. You know. Look, I think I think I think that's a good instinct, and 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 everyone writes their best when they're doing that. If you need to stretch beyond what you know, yeah, I think there's so much to be said for the physicality of putting yourself in a place. So right. if you've got to write about something, I mean that's difficult to say at the moment because of the pandemic. But Can't but go anywhere. but to but to go and sit in the place that of a scene that you're going to write about. And, and there'll be visceral things. There'll be things that you see and smell and feel that you cannot right, imagine really cool. when you're sitting at the, your computer. 
and I mean, I know this will sound really daft, but but now when it's impossible to do a lot of that in person, just go onto Google Images and yeah. Google the images of the of a scene you want to write, and just immerse yourself in pictures. Right, yeah. and that will then come out in ways that you can't even sort of logically remember where an idea came from. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I love research. Like I did a two day TAFE course in asbestos removal for <laughs> a book I was writing, and I am now certified to remove asbestos. Um, <laughs> but there's things, yes, there's things that you know. My first employable qualification. Um, but but there's things that you know from physically being in a room when something's happening that you can't that that. There's a limit to what you can dream up sitting at your computer. Yeah. There's memory that's, stuff that you're drawing on. That's a on. really good thing. That's a really good... You know, because I, I, I really, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, part of part of Killing Time, you know, the, the, uh, there's a part that chapter's at the end, the COVID chronicle sort of thing. Yeah. Where, where, you know, just being on the train, writing on the train, you know, that, there was yes. something about just that motion that made me, just gave me a whole lot of, you know, new ideas about writing. There's something about sitting by, you know, breathing, the, 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 having the breeze from the sea blow on you. You know, sitting, there's yes. something about sitting in a, in a market in Thailand that you can't get from anywhere else. And, you know, and, and Don Walker, who, you know, who great writer, who my, my, my mate from Cold Chisel, Don, Don, would, Don would just spend days sitting in coffee shops in, in King's Cross, you know, soaking in, uh, other people, I can know yes. he's, he's like a sponge. You'd sit there and he could. He felt, you know, and and we wouldn't be talking. Be just taking in conversations and and you know this this the sound of the someone dropping a coffee pot or you know or whatever you know. Yeah. And 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 they, I heard them come out over and over and over again in songs. Yes. And it was just and he paint these pictures where I, I'd hear I'd read his lyrics and I thought I was there. Yeah, I thought yes. I, was in the, I was in the moment. You know? From when I was 12, I kept a notebook and I used to travel on the train in from Parramatta, eavesdropping on people's conversations and writing them down. Yeah. It is a wonder I wasn't bashed up by people who wondered why that little girl was, <laughs> was writing down everything they said. The other thing that I do is I interview people about their feelings about a story. So even if they're people I know really well, like, like I'll interview my friends about how they feel about it, uh, they would feel if their 16-year-old daughter ran off with a, with a wild with a wild yeah. guy um, and I'll, and even people that you think you know really well, if you sit them down and you say, this is my story, how would you feel if this happened? Yeah. They'll say stuff that you no, can't predict. Can't, can't. So talk to people, interview people about your story. Yeah. I'm going to, this is already good. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm going to go and write again now. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, you're, you're my new coach. You're my life coach. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little teaser episode of the Storytime with Jimmy Barnes podcast. If you want to find out more, watch full videos of the interviews and read all about Jimmy, check out storytimewithjimmybarnes.com.au. The full chat with Jimmy, Deborah, and me right here this weekend. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus us on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.